0: This is Don Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group, with "When People Thrive, Companies Thrive" podcast. Much of the work we do with our clients revolves around communication, especially as it relates to employee engagement. Now, employee engagement encompasses so many things when you're looking at how do we make sure that our employees are actively engaged. Feedback is one of those ways to help ensure that you have actively engaged employees. According to research, 65% of employees say they want more feedback and 69% of employees say they would work harder if their efforts were better recognized. So how do you give feedback effectively? First, we actually want to focus on what is the definition of feedback. When we train management and leadership teams on feedback, we actually ask them to define it. Because it's really important to see what each person's definition of feedback is. Now, I think for the most part, when someone were to ask you, what is feedback or can you define feedback? You'd probably say, oh, of course it's, and then you would pause because, well, we know what it is, but what is it really? The way we loosely define it is it is communicating clearly about progress, strengths, and areas of improvement. For us, that's the definition we use. In our trainings, again, asking the individuals in those trainings what feedback means to them is important because then they have the opportunity to explore that and realize that maybe what they think feedback is, isn't what their direct reports think feedback is, or maybe isn't what their peers and colleagues are doing in their departments. With that definition that I just gave, that it is communicating clearly about a person's progress, strengths, and areas of improvement, it is not just simply an obligation, like having to go visit your in-laws when you're not Super excited about that! It's not just an add boy and add a girl, patting them on the head, saying "nice job, good job, keep up the good work." That's not specific enough. When I came out of college almost three decades ago as a certified secondary English and business administration teacher, I remember one of my mentors talking to me about grading papers. Because of course, as an English teacher, that was a big part of what I had to do for my students. Grading the grammar was easy. Grading essays, not so much. Anyway, my mentor shared with me that don't just mark everything wrong. All the misspellings, all the grammar problems, all the syntax, all the writing styles, because If a student gets his paper back and there's just red all over, it feels defeating. It feels like there's no hope. And she told me, just focus on the maybe top two or three issues and make sure you note positive things in that paper whether they be style or concepts, creativity, whatever it might be, make sure there is a combination of positive, that whole reinforce the strengths, as well as areas of improvement. The same is true for feedback in an organization. If all the employees ever hears from you is, you didn't do this right, you made a mistake here, this isn't formatted correctly, when you were in the meeting, you said this and you shouldn't have done that, that absolutely leads to actively disengaged employees because they think, why even bother? I can't do anything right. That isn't helpful it doesn't move things forward. And you know we're all about forward motion. Our philosophy for a manager and a leader is that they are the champion of his or her direct reports. And so when you look at that is that philosophy of a manager, then how does that affect feedback? How can you be the champion of someone on your staff, How does feedback help you be their champion? Many of the tactics we've shared here on this podcast, and of course, what we share with our clients, can be used for feedback. So for example, ABC players. This is where the A player goes above and beyond, says, hey, I saw this thing that needed to be done. I went ahead and did it. Or I saw that this needed to be done. Would you like me to do it? The B player will do what you tell her to do, but you have to keep telling her the next task. She doesn't really take initiative. And the C player, you have to go search out and find the C player because she might decide that. She's just going to hide and and hopefully nobody will bother her. She'll look really busy though, so that somebody doesn't bother her. In terms of feedback, what can you do at the beginning of, say, a task or a project or an initiative, a new quarter, a new year, to share your expectations of what an A player looks like ahead of time? And then, of course, afterwards something similar. If you didn't necessarily clarify your expectations, because maybe you weren't sure yourself, but you realize after the task or the project was completed, it should have looked this other way, the results should have been different. Share that with your employee, along with, and how can I support you in helping us get to that desired result Next time. There's also what I call the groundhog day exercise. If you've ever seen the movie with Bill Murray, then you know what happens is that he lives the same day over and over and over. And of course, the bulk of the movie is how he tries to do things differently each day. That's the basis of this exercise what worked, what didn't, and what do we do differently next time if we had to do it all over again? That is a great exercise to take your team or your department through, especially this time of year or the beginning of the next year. Because then you can look back at a period of time, whether it's a month, a quarter, a half a year, an entire year, And look at it with that bent of what worked, what didn't, how do we do it differently? Now, you might be asking, what does this have to do with feedback? Well, when you engage your staff in an exercise like this, and you require them to participate, which means if someone isn't speaking up, you take the initiative and say, Bob, we haven't heard from you lately. What do you have to add to the conversation? when everyone is actively involved, feedback comes naturally, because there will be, you know, I think we could have done this differently, not just from the manager point of view, but from the staff, the people on the ground point of view. And then there can be that back and forth of, hey, yeah, that that could be done differently. I know, We had this whole process ironed out, and I wonder if there's a way to do it differently. Feedback kind of comes out in conversations like those. I've also talked about purpose outcome method. And this is helpful. Again, the beginning of a project, an initiative, a quarter, a season, a year, to say, what is the desired outcome? And make sure that that is clearly communicated and that everyone is on board. Because everybody may be clear on the purpose, but if the outcome is different, but that hasn't been communicated, then of course the results are not going to be what some people, maybe most people, expected. Again, where feedback comes into this is that idea of let's all engage together, participate, collaborate, and feedback should come out of that naturally. Then there is a method that actually came out of my English teaching career, and I call it positive, negative, or neutral, positive, positive. And it is how you set the tone with something positive. Hey, I really appreciated how you took initiative in the meeting the other day and gave a great report. The N, that neutral or negative piece, could be I might considered I might have considered adding in the financials from blah, blah, blah. And then the final P, the final positive is I know that you're going to shine next time you're in a similar situation like that. Just a really quick example. Along with that PNP is another tactic called keep, stop, start. And it's keep doing this Start doing this or add this piece in. Along with PNP is another tactic called keep, stop, start. So the keep would be keep doing that thing that works so well. Stop doing this piece that maybe doesn't work so well or detracts. And then start doing this additional thing, this new thing, or tweak it or maximize it. You also want to express appreciation on a regular basis. There was a report published that said 39% of employees report that they don't feel appreciated enough. And along with that, workers are likely to be 30 times more actively engaged when managers focus on their strengths. And that's one of the reasons why our definition of feedback includes that bit of focusing on strengths. Along with that can be this trick from parenting is catch them doing something good. And you probably thought I was going to say catch them when they're doing something bad. No, instead, look for and catch them doing something good. And then one final thing that I want to leave you with is when you're having these feedback conversations with your direct reports, how was it received? The good feedback, the stuff that helps us focus on our strengths, hopefully that's easy to receive, although some people do have difficulty accepting compliments, it's that constructive areas of improvement that can be difficult for all of us to receive. So keep that in mind, that especially depending upon the person's personality, they may be more sensitive than others. And so gauge that accordingly and check in with them to see how they received it. What did you hear when I said what I just said? And see if they've heard that. Especially if you've done that PNP, they have made, might have missed the positive stuff and just focused on the neutral or the negative piece in there. What are your forms of giving feedback? Is there anything in this particular episode you're going to adopt in your organization with your direct reports? If so, I'd love to hear how that works out for you. And you can do that over at www.theschulergroupllc.com. Until next time, may you thrive.